very, very good morning to you indeed, bloggers. Welcome along to Good Fellow Friday. It is Friday the 5th of June. It is 9.30 and you are absolutely in the right place. Ian Rocky in the hot seat this morning, keeping it warm for Russell Prue. But of course, we've got the guys here as well. Let's say a very good morning to Deputy Mitchell. How are you, sir? A good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good, good. good. How's life there? A, a crowd in your studio there. Oh, I, I do. I've got everybody. I've gathered everybody in. Yeah, just just <laughs> it just sounds a small, very busy. We're, we're, thanks. Social distancing, but we're making enough noise. <laughs> that was my next question. But yes, we're we're all set here. Everything's uh, ready to go. We had a, a great session yesterday. Uh, the Jotcast sessions this week have been phenomenal. And one thing I think it's worth noting is the whole team here can see huge improvements in the quality of writing that's coming in. Uh, how much has been written, number one, but also the uh, little errors we were making before have been ironed out and really now seeing the learning from weeks and weeks and weeks of this training and coaching and teaching coming through. It's been really special. So really looking forward to today. Friday is always a great day. It's a, a kind of a special feel to it. So looking forward to it, Ian. I'm really looking forward to it, David. Thank you so much. That's Deputy Mitchell there. He will be back with us later in the show. He's surrounded by Padlets and he's surrounded by Jotcast and we will be keeping him busy, no doubt. We now bounce from one part of the country over to another part of the country, not too far away from me. However, you will notice that the slick and smooth tones of a poet are very much different to that of mine. Let's start the day with a slice of pie. Start the day with a slice of pie. This is radioblogging.net. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, you know what I'm going to say. I'm in fine fettle and peak condition <laughs> because I am. Of course yeah, you all are. good. Really good here. We've got a little bit of sunshine. It's mm. one of those slightly crisp mornings. Mm. And uh, because I've moved the studio out into the garage, whenever I leave in the morning, leave the house, I have my cup of tea, I have my bag with a computer in, and there's a wonderful bush of roses. And this year, I don't know why it is, maybe it's just that there is less pollution, but it's absolutely stuffed with roses and they smell beautiful. So I always stop and have a jolly good sniff before mm. I come in. <laughs> so I'm, I'm settled down, I've got my cup of tea. Uh, as You know, it is a garage, but I have set up a, you know, a... a a tea making area so i've got the kettle on i've got my cup of tea i am absolutely ready to rock and roll really looking forward to today matt goodfellow is a young poet he was a teacher when i first came across him a very elegant writer very proficient has done a lot of work in schools great energy when he performs you'll all hear that so i'm really looking forward to today it's going to be a great one i think we need to crack straight on ian and get into playing some games Creative Games. Play and try with Ian and Pie. Now, this now, is my favourite part of the day, Pie. What have we got today? Well, we've got two games. And those of you who don't uh, know, who haven't joined us before, uh, sit with your pencils and notebooks. And if you haven't got a pencil and notebook, you've got time to scurry off and get one because you will need one. But the idea is that Ian and I model playing the games. We'll play a couple of games and take notes during uh, the game playing. Jot down any thoughts or ideas so that when we've stopped playing and there's a bit of music, you could get into um, playing the games yourselves in twos or threes, or if you're on your own, you just write down, just create a piece of writing yourself. By the way, um, we have got teacher notes. It says teacher notes. You can see that on the page just above where it says Matt Goodfellow response. Uh, do click and download those. And um, it says teacher notes. But of course, if you're a mum or a dad or a carer, uh, um, they are meant for you as well. So anyway, the first game I've got is just really a fun game. And it's to do with the difference between abstract nouns and concrete nouns. Do not panic if you don't know what these things are. We all know what a noun is. A noun is a, a thingy, um, like a book. And the big test for whether or not a word is a noun, there's uh, two things you can do. Number one, can you turn it into a plural? So book, books. Yes, I can turn it into a plural. And the other one is, can you put the, a or an in front of it? The books. OK, we've got a noun on our hands here. Um, and there are two sorts of nouns. 
there are concrete nouns and those are like concrete. They're ones that you can touch. So book is obviously a concrete noun. And then you've got other nouns which are called abstract nouns. And these are ones that you can't really touch. So um, happiness um, or uh, uh, joy or fear. Let's take fear. Fear is an abstract noun. Let's do the tests. Can I turn it into a plural? Fears. Yes, I can. I can say there are lots of fears that I have. Can I put the, a or an in front of it? Here we go. The fears. The fears that Pi felt every morning when he went on to radio blogging <laughs> were enormous in case he was faced with a savage mouse called Gerald with huge yellow gnashers ready to... And on we go. So fears is an abstract noun. You can't exactly touch fears. So fears tend to be... Sorry, abstract nouns tend to be words like fear, anger, hope, greed, jealousy. So what we're going to do is I've already asked Ian to make a list of eight abstract nouns i've listed eight concrete nouns and then we're going to put the ideas together and we're going to start with the abstract noun so what's your first one ian i've got joy pie okay so my first abstract noun is sunlight so we put the two things together and we get the joy of sunlight mm. and that actually works wonderfully in terms of um yes i, I love sunlight the joy of sunlight. What's your second one? Uh, creativity. Ah, I've got planets. The creativity of planets. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting one. It is isn't a good it? one. I like that. Uh, I've got imagination yeah. next. The imagination of trees. Oh, oh wow. That's wow. lovely. You remember that um, Robert McFarlane, who wrote the poems in Lost Words, he said something phenomenal like it takes 300 years for an oak tree to grow. 300 years of it being at its height, 300 years for it to gradually die, and something like 2,000 years for it to decay completely. Wow. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah the imagination yeah, of trees. What would a tree imagine mm. or wonder? I love that idea. What have you got next for me? Uh, next, I've got hope. The hope of buses. <laughs> 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 it's really interesting because sometimes they're going to work like the joy of sunlight and sometimes they <laughs> with, the, with the hope that the bus comes along in the first place yeah quite um, but and sometimes they are strange juxtapositions that means you know two words or ideas that don't often go together but it does something to the imagination even if it, the strangeness only amuses us it does alert the imagination what have you got next uh, i've got jealousy the jealousy of streets. Mm. That's an interesting That's one, an isn't interesting it? interesting one. Streets might be jealous of each other in some way. Mm. Yeah. What else? Uh, I've got beauty. Ah, well, I, I, I got snowflakes, so that works very nicely. Wonderful. The envy. beauty of snowflakes, yeah. I've got envy next. Ah, the envy of keys. Ooh. Keys going into a lock. The envy mm. of keys. Mm. That's a really interesting one, isn't it? What's your final one? Uh, elegance. The elegance of sausages. <laughs> <laughs> I mustn't laugh too much. I'm choke. I'm old. Help me. The elegance of sausages. I love a sausage. I said to my wife last night, I said to Mel, I just fancy a sausage sandwich. <sighs> Nothing wrong with that. Said you're not, not you're not having bread. Bad <laughs> <laughs> having bread. I, I I lurk around the bread bin. I love bread, but it's not good for me. Uh, the elegance of sausages. What I love about that is nobody's ever said that before, and I love it when it works, and I love it equally. In fact, in a way, I love it more when it's fresh and it's new and it's surprising. The elegance of sausages. That has a ring to it. It arrests the reader's attention. So that, folks, is our first game. You'll need to be a sort of partner A, partner B. Make a list of eight abstract nouns, eight concrete nouns. But don't look at each other's lists. That's really important because the surprise of when you put them together is the interesting and the fun bit. I'm still wondering, Ian, about the imagination of trees. Yeah. I think there might be a poem in there. Oh, an undoubtedly pie, and it will be a beauty. What, what would trees be imagining? I've noted that down in my notebook because uh, later on or maybe during the show, I might get another idea. Let's do the second game. Okay. Um, now, one of Matt's poems, the first poem, actually, that he's going to read, which is called Missing Lessons, which is about <clears throat> um, 
his mum taking him um, to the doctors. And his mum's walking ahead and worrying about, uh, um, you know, what's going to be said. And he's walking behind and just noticing things. So I thought we'd tune ourselves into noticing things. Mm. And we've had a go at this sort of thing before, sort of noticing small details things around us and i'm looking around where i am and i'm picking out little bits and bobs i actually have an old i've got a a, a leaf here that's a skeleton leaf with lots of little bits missing uh, on it there's a nice little detail i got a paint splat on the desk as a nice little detail so the idea is we're going to look for small hidden details whether you're in school or at home there are bound to be small hidden details. And then what we're going to do is try and say a statement about each one, a poetic statement. So we're going to choose our words carefully. We might use, therefore, a special and surprising combination, or we might use a simile or a metaphor or a kenning. We try and bring each thing alive. And we could start off by saying, I can see. Now, embarrassingly, I can see... You know those things that are wood lice? Do you know what I mean? Ian? I do, yes. There is a, there is a wood lice that's been sitting on the windowsill for rather a long time. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> and it's sort of curled up. Mm. You know how they go. So my, my sentence is, I can see the grey husk of a wood louse on the mm. windowsill. Okay. I am, well, I can see here in my studio, I can see, rather embarrassingly also, a cobweb gathering dust like an old novel resting on a bookshelf that idea i can see now one of the games i play is sometimes if i'm sitting daydreaming poems or stories uh if it's raining i do rain i do raindrop races so i have two raindrops and i try and imagine which is going to work out I have a bet with myself, which is going to get to the bottom first, raindrop races. Um, but often I put my hand on the window, so there are sort of ghostly fingerprints or thumbprints, which are a bit like the moon. You know, sometimes in the day you can still see the ghostly shape of the moon. Yes, I do. Yes. Please me back, because I would have thought the moon should be the other side of the earth. But anyway, um, I can see a thumbprint like a daytime moon ghosting the window pane. Very nice. I can see um, sunbeams shimmering like the scales on a mermaid's tail. Mm. I can see rose petals on the lawn like confetti. That's lovely. Uh, On my desk, actually, I can see pencil shavings curled like rolled butter. Ooh, love that one. That's an absolutely spot-on uh, image there. Love that one, Ian. Um, I've got, you know, the handle on the uh, a sort of latch on the window. I've got an old-fashioned one. It's mm. black. Mm. And at the bottom of it sort of curls round like a fancy moustache. So <laughs> I can see the window handles twisting like a fancy like an ornate moustache. I love that. Another one. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, I can see... Uh, actually, I can see the beaming faces of my family watching my every keyboard stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I can see... Um, I'm just looking around now. You really have to look around to do yes, it, don't you? You do. Yeah. Uh, and pick out something that you think's got potential. I can see a speck of glitter on the carpet um, blinking like a little star at me. Oh. That's uh, that. That is poetic. Um, I've got I've got the faint brown ring of a coffee cup on my desk. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got a number of those as well. <laughs> this is all very revealing and rather embarrassing about the state of my house. Okay, folks. So you've got two little games there. You've got the. Uh, the one that I've called the sadness of stars. So that's the abstract noun with the concrete noun. Put them together to get those magical combinations or five thing, secret things that you can see and try and bring everyone, each one alive, make each one special in some way. And I think while that's all going on here, we've mm. got time for a bit of music, haven't we? We certainly have. Now, we've had such great music this week just to, to play in the background, just to keep us thinking and writing. I hope you're going to enjoy this one. Radio Blogging, bringing unique learning opportunities every day. You're listening to Russell Prue, Pi Corbett, Deputy Mitchell and Ian Rocky. What better way to start your day? 
That was, of course, the theme tune to Bonanza uh, from a yesteryear, but a really nice one to get us writing this morning. Got a few shout-outs this morning. The time, 14 minutes to 10 this morning, Friday the 5th of June. You're listening to radioblogging.net. A very good morning to you indeed. Don't forget you can email us on radioblogging at gmail.com, and we would love to hear from you. Jamie Grossmith, thank you for getting in touch. Uh, says, hi, thanks for the shout-out today. This is from yesterday. The kids thought it was fab. We That's great. We love to have that. Um, and Pi remembered me, of course. Um, he sent some photos to say why his classroom is known as the Emporium, because no one thinks it's a real year six classroom, but they love it. Lovely photos, Jamie. Thank you so much. Um, Sarah, as well, thank you so much for sending an email to say how Thomas was so delighted that we chose his audio to play on today's show. Really, really fabulous. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, Jamie's in touch. Morning all yet. Ready in the Emporium to go with our writing this morning. Wonderful stuff. We do love it when you get in touch and let us know that you are ready to write. Don't forget, of course, you can leave a comment on the show page like Izzy has done from Stone with Woodford School. Super excited for today's show. Also, Bethany, can I have a shout out uh, this morning? Yes, you can indeed. Bethany for Tatsfield Primary School. Not a problem. Uh, also this morning, Mr. Simpson. Good morning, Mr. Simpson. Clicking on the Today's Show Pay tab. Um, and looking forward to today's show. Looking forward to having you along as well. Devon, good morning to you. Also, Thomas from Year 5 in Birchwood. Uh, and I have noticed uh, as well that we've also got a birthday, Thomas, or Tom, as he is known, from Micklefield Primary School near Leeds. A very, very happy birthday to you, Tom, from us all. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Thank you for joining us on your birthday. And I hope you have an absolutely fabulous day. Kirat is joining us as well this morning, as, of course, is Sachin and Olivia. Good morning to you. Hello, everyone. How are you? Today's show sounds great, and I just can't wait for it to start. I know. We can't either. And finally, for now, from me, Mrs. Sawyer, please can I have a shout out for year six at LEH School Thorpe Art. You absolutely can. David, have you got any shout outs over there? I have indeed. I'm looking at the the Padlet on the shout out wall on the contact section of the website there. We've got a few here. So we have one saying good morning, Rocco and Rhea. Hope you're enjoying the show and working hard. And that's love from mum. Always watching. Uh, uh, we've also got a few more we've got uh, Sarah who said hi I listen with my son and we always look out for your two listeners in Papua New Guinea please could you say hi to them from us thank you and we do we do one thing we do get is people looking or people listening and uh, interacting with the show from all over the world and keeping an eye on that globe at the bottom can be really interesting so Mm. Sarah and her son has picked up that we have some regular listeners from Papua New Guinea right on the other side of the world so Go and have a look at that if you can. We have um, uh, Sophia from Boxgrove Primary School asking for a shout-out for her friends and herself there. Uh, Millie asking for a shout-out. So there you go, Millie. We've got Year 6 at Micklefield School, possibly where Tom, the birthday boy, mm-hmm. is from there. And also India from Pensby Primary. Uh, can I have a shout-out to all my friends who are back at school today? Uh, I miss you all. So it's great that we can bring people together as well as developing the writing at this time, Ian, isn't it? It's great, that. Super. Yeah, it really is wonderful. Thank you. And thank you for also you know, noticing those little details as well on the site. Going to come back to Deputy Mitchell shortly. Uh, but for now, yesterday, Pi, we asked the children and young people to record some audio, didn't we? We did, and this is always our favourite part. Well, one of our favourite parts. I mean, we love everything, don't we? But I always look forward to this because, and we'll do it again at the end of the show today so that somebody can record. We're going to work towards writing a poem, of course, so that somebody, or two, three, four people can record some poems and then we can start Monday off uh, listening to them. What have you got for us today? Uh, Today, we have got a fabulous reading by Naomi. It's called The Magic Paw. The Magic Paw. Mrs. June was happy and warm, but Julie was lost and alone. It was starting to rain. Julie's fiery red hair fell forwards onto her face. Suddenly she remembered the poor badge pinned to her top. She pressed it and turned into a cat. She ran this way and that until she got home. She pressed the poor badge again and turned back into a human. Mrs. June turned round and smiled. Where have you been? Come on, it's time for tea. It's a lovely piece of imaginative reading and writing, isn't it, Pi? 
Palace. It was beautiful. Really, really well done. I mean, it's hard to do that business of the contrasting characters, but it's one to strive for, I think, because it makes this, it moves us all on. Uh, everybody who's listening, I'm sure you've all written stories with a main character, but to have two characters who are very different and show that through how they behave or, or the sorts of things they say, that's a skill to really develop. Makes the writing more interesting because when you get two people together, two characters together, and they're not really the same, you're going to get conflict. And that always makes the writing, I think, more interesting uh, to read. Simple example of something like a story where there's a dare about going to, um, I don't know, to the quarry. We used to go to a quarry as kids. And then we'd dare each other who's going to climb up the quarry. And I never wanted to do it because I was always afraid of heights. But you'd get somebody who wanted to do it and was pushy and shabby. And then you get the, the shy, more reticent one. That always produces tension in the story. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, really, really well read. Uh, as well so let's be brave at the end we'll come to that at the end be lovely to start monday off um uh, with two or three poems um rebecca's listening today hi rebecca i picked you up on twitter um uh, thanks for tuning in and mrs quadrill said that alice loved game one and has come up with a very quick poem the imagination of a coffee cup the creativity of a computer mouse the mystery of a watering can the potential of a hairbrush and the hope of the printer lovely lovely idea i think we are probably ready to get into listening to matt um good fellow doing his readings now folks if you've not been with us before you'll see just above where it says activity one click on that orange rectangle where it says matt goodfellow response and you wait a moment and the page will open up. OK, and you can see what looks like a bit of manuscript paper there, a sort of um, a sort of tan colour. And it says Matt Goodfellow response. This is a Padlet. Now, click on that pink blob in the bottom right hand corner, the one with the plus mark on it. And up comes what looks like a post-it. And it says title. That is where you put your name, Pi. So, uh, Matt, I know that you're listening and in a minute we're going to give you a response to your poem and you'll be able to write some responses back. Remember, everybody put your name in it. OK, and then drop the cursor down to where it says write something. OK, I'm now sitting and I'm listening uh, and I can't write a response until I've heard something. Now, Matt has um, done three poems for us and there's a couple of uh, uh, short interviews as well. The first one is uh, about missing lessons and listen really carefully to this one. Uh, and make notes uh, as he's reading and we're going to respond to this one. I mean, he's got two others uh, in a short while, one called Sometimes and one with a badger in it. And listen carefully, jot down notes, pick up on words and phrases, turns of phrase that you like. Um, you can ask questions, raise puzzles. Um, and uh, you could talk about how it how it made you feel, what it made you think, what stayed inside your imagination. So this is a place where you can give your response to Matt and then he can read them and he can respond back in his own good time. So I think we're ready to get into the first poem. OK, my name is Matt Goodfellow. I'm a poet. This is a poem called Missing Lessons and it's from my new collection from Bloomsbury, which is called Bright Bursts of Colour. So this is Missing Lessons. New Year's first frost tightens my cheeks as I walk with mum through town's stretching streets. I'm missing morning lessons to see the doctor again. Two teenagers tut and grumble. One hops from foot to foot as they wait for a shop to open. A whistling window cleaner lobs his sponge into a bucket, winks at me as we pass. Men in yellow vests sip coffee outside a cafe and laugh, talking in loud, rough voices. An old lady... Thin as her stick, dabs red-rimmed eyes with a tissue. Shutters clank. A train rumbles the pavement, and it's like I'm the only one who's been let backstage. And for the first time, I get it, how it works, how it all fits together. And Mum hurries on ahead, worrying about what the doctor said last time, what he'll say today. But back here, I see the world, and I know its secrets stunning oh st more than that it's stunning absolutely love it uh, inspiration what were you thinking uh, how what wh right when when did you write that uh i probably wrote that about 18 months ago maybe a bit longer because the publishing industry takes ages for books to come out so i can tell you where i was when i thought of it if that helps go on go on so uh, i i live in a place called cheadle which is in stockport just outside of manchester and i was walking i was i dropped my daughter off at school early on in the morning 
And I basically went to a cafe, got a sausage sandwich in the middle of Stockport, and I was watching what was going on. So all of the things that I reference in the poem, I saw as I was walking through Stockport. And I just imagined, because the kids were in school at that point, and I imagined if I was a kid, seeing what I was seeing, why might I, why would I not be in school? Uh, And I just played with the idea from that and made a few notes in my notebook and, and wrote it up as I went through, and there we go. It's so vivid, I was hoping you'd say I was eight years old when I wrote it. Because it's so vivid, the language and the observation. So talk me through, how do you go about observing that detail? Well, I think uh, I think poet, a poet's job is just to look at the world around them. It's as simple as that. I, I've always been a people watcher from when I was eight all the way up to now nearly 40. And it, it's just, it, it's, poetry is about what interests you. The, the words you want to use and I was just sitting there in that cafe one day looking at things that interested me and people are you know often really frightened of poetry they think it has to be really complicated that poem is just a series of simple observations that interested me nobody came and tapped me on the shoulder and said write it down and that's that's how easy poetry can be you open your notebook watch the world around you have a go and as long as you have a go you can't get it wrong it's as simple as that but there's a clever element in it when you said I feel like I've been let backstage that's clever it's it's like the sort of wizard of oz thing about seeing behind the curtain seeing what's going on um and yeah the world is a strange place and we're realizing that more and more in these strange times and i think the poem is just about uh, somebody looking at the world with sort of new eyes and and i think we as adults when we get to an age you kind of forget to do that sometimes and really yeah looking looking behind the curtain seeing backstage seeing the way the world fits together trying to make sense of the world and i think that's a really good way of thinking about poetry poetry for me anyway um is about trying to make sense of this world and all of the crazy thoughts inside your head and all of the crazy things going on around you you can write that down should you choose to and it can be a vehicle for those thoughts those worries those ideas and that's really just what that poem is let me inside your notebook for just a moment if you wouldn't mind what are the sorts of things you observe and how do you scribe that into the book uh, so my notebook, is, it's a real mess. But part of what I do when I go around primary schools talking to kids about writing is, is the idea of my, I call it my ideas book. I have an idea for anything. And it can be a, a, a poem like that. You're walking around, you're seeing some observations. It can be a stupid, stupid idea. I was walking my dog this morning. I've got a six-month-old puppy. And I was watching him. This is his first summer. And everything is full of wonder for him. He was chasing a bee. You get the idea, I'm chasing a bee and I'm seeing what's around. I'm chasing a bee. And I begin, and I just, if I have a slightest idea, I write it down in my notebook sometimes I'll, I'll i'll spend a minute or two seeing where it gets to other times it will just be a snapshot word and then i go back to it later on and see if it develops most of what i put in my ideas book will never see the light of day again because it's a rubbish idea <laughs> and that's the good thing with writing poetry you, if you keep an ideas book slam your ideas down go back to it later pick out the things that interest you and i think that is the key point about poetry what interests you what words do you want to say what interests me might be very different than what interests you and and it's a case of when you're writing poetry you can write poetry in your voice about your life about the things that interest you i i'm expecting the next poem i'm chasing a bee i'm chasing a bee because there's (laughs) there's a certain rhythm to that (laughs) amazing i'm absolutely yeah it is it's just so interesting poetry i find it so interesting because there's this inherent nervousness about poetry that poetry is one thing that poetry has to be complicated and sparkle and it can do but that poem that i read to you there there's nothing complicated there of course it's just my view of the world in my voice and that that internal monologue you can write poems in that voice. And, and there's just an, an unnecessary nervousness, in my opinion. You can write whatever you want. From a simply daft thing, there's a bee, there's a bee, there's a And that's no better or no worse than anything Shakespeare ever wrote, in my opinion. We're just playing with ideas. And I love it. Matt Goodfellow, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much. This is radioblogging.net. So true, Pi, isn't it? That poetry can just be observational, and it should be about what you what you see and hear around you, and just make it personal to you. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've um, we've got two very strong strands. I think we've done a lot of what you'd call playful poem, mm. the elegance of sausages. I mean, that's <laughs> playful, isn't it? And yeah. it's just loving words and loving ideas, playing around with it, being funny with it. So we've got the playful stuff, but we've also got the observational stuff. 
Now, in my <coughs> posted, I've written my response to Matt so far because he's got two more poems coming up. I love the way that he is noticing and making something out of everyday life. I wonder what he means by I get it. And I feel sorry for his mum. I do. She's walking ahead and she's just worried about what the doctor's going to say. And then I wrote down something that he said that I thought was worth capturing. A poet's job is to observe the world with new eyes, trying to make sense of the world. Now, I've reread that through. It's got the capitals, the full stops. I've not done anything silly with it. So I can click elsewhere on the Padlet and that is posted. Uh, now, every now and then, I don't know if you're used to the Padlet map, but if you go to the very top of the page where it says radioblogging.net, look to the right, you can see the refresh button there, which is that semicircle with an arrow on it. Click on that. And what will happen is it refreshes the page and bingo, up comes 30 or 40 responses already. And do feel free, Matt, to read those through, enjoy those. Uh, we love telling our writers <clears throat> what we liked, and we like it too when our um, our children respond precisely. Uh, Ava, I liked tut and grumble and loud, rough voices. Yes. Sarah, I liked the phrase, frost tightens my cheeks. I noticed that too, Sarah. That was an absolute cracker. I know exactly what he, he means. So we like to be precise and exact uh, and sometimes ask questions. So, Matt, do have a look at that. But we've got more, haven't we, um, Ian? Because Russell went back and um, we got a couple more poems. We've got one called Sometimes. Um, it's very brief, everybody. So listen carefully to this. But the last line really got me. And you'll know what I mean when you hear it. And then we lighten the mood with a lovely romping thing about a badger. My name is Matt Goodfellow. I'm a poet. I'm going to read you uh, two poems from my newest book, which is called Bright Bursts of Colour, which is published by Bloomsbury, illustrated by Alexi Bitskoff. I'm going to read you the first poem in the book, which is called The Sometimes Song. Sometimes in the shadows, sometimes in the light, sometimes when it's cloudy, sometimes when it's bright, sometimes when it seems like darkness might have won, we sometimes sing the sometimes song, the one we sang with mum. I'm going to read you another poem now, which is called A Special Badger. I like badgers, but I've never seen a badger in real life. I started messing around with some ideas about badgers. A special badger. Here we go. I'm a special kind of badger in a special badger den, writing special badger poems with a special badger pen, learning special badger lessons in a special badger school, earning special badger kudos from a special badger cool, wearing special badger badges saying badgers are the best, passing special badger interviews and special badger tests, drinking special badger coffee from a special badger mug, but my special badger problem, I am actually a slug. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just brilliant. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've listened to that a couple of times, Pi, and I, just, I had a drink of water just before I opened up the microphones and I kind of wish I hadn't because that was so entertaining. <laughs> it was absolutely superb, wasn't it? Yeah, it was lovely. And it's it, what I like about uh, what Matt has read for us. We got the close observational one. And then we got that second one, which has got that last line about how they used to sing it with their mum. And that's a real sort of punch to the stomach. I didn't see it coming. Mm. And You know, it's a sad piece. Um, and then we've got the third one, which is light and cheery and bounces along and is playful. And it shows the sort of broad spectrum. Um, you could do a lot of different things with poems. Now, I know that Russell had a quick chat with him uh, about those two poems. So let's let's listen to that. And Matt... Um, uh, every now and everybody every now and then uh, do refresh the page on the padlet because i know that uh, david presumably it's going crazy you've got mm -hmm. hundreds yep it's all springing up <laughs> It is. It's going. It's going crazy. It's really, really busy. One, well, one of our busiest again. Uh, way over a hundred, and still okay. coming. So keep them coming. Yeah. Okay. And read each other's. Everybody read each other's because it's always interesting to see what everybody else noticed. Okay. So um, what happened in the interview then, Ian? Thank you, Pi. Let's have a listen. Matt, gorgeous again as ever. You really do deliver. I can see why you're so popular in schools. I bet the kids love you. <laughs> well, it's a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. I like jumping around a bit. So tell me some thinking about this. Where did these poems start in your head? Uh, well, it, they're all sort of different ones. The the, the badger one, which has got a, you know a, a bit of a joke at the end. Often you don't need to write them chronologically. You get the punchline first of all. And I always like badges. I got the punchline, and then really it's just about making your way towards it. Um, the sometimes song, the first one I read, is obviously a completely different kind of poem. Um, 
uh, it's sort of a lot of sadness within it within an eight line rhyming poem there's aspects of my life in that poem there's as my, my mum died when i was younger so there's lots of different elements of that but you know from one funny poem to a sad poem they, they all mix up in your head russ when you're uh, wrestling with a word choice how do you decide which word to go with uh, write them down so it's a good question write them down in my uh, ideas book come back to it with fresh eyes read it out loud and then you just make a personal decision what you like and that's that's you know when you're writing poetry you write for yourself in my opinion and you pick the words and the sounds that you like and that's what i do and do you ever show your poems whilst they're in a, a state of work to other folk uh, oh yeah 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 mainly my family it drives them it drives them absolutely <laughs> mad because i'm quite loud and i never shut up so the badger one for example that I, I you know when i talk about writing for yourself i thought that was hilarious uh, when I wrote that, when I got the punchline, my wife uh, didn't think it was funny at all. Um, but like it, it goes in my book because I'm the poet. I'm the one writing the poems, and that's the advice I always give to people: write what interests you, write what makes you laugh, write what tells your truth. I love that. That's some great advice. I have to say, uh, just amazing. She'll have to go if she doesn't like the poetry. It's gorgeous poetry. I absolutely love it. And you have a certain rhythm. And I wonder whether did you did the rhythm come first, or did the words make the rhythm? I don't really know. Um, the punchline came first, and then I suppose you make a decision as to how you want to read the poem. You make a decision: do you want to read it fast? Do you want? To... Mm. I quite like the snappy rhythm of of that. So mm. I, it probably all came together, to be honest, Ross. I just absolutely love it. You are a talent and a half, and thank you so much for sharing some excellent material. I've really enjoyed that. Thanks so much for joining us, Matt. Good fellow, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Ross. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. Lovely interview, Pi, wasn't it? Yeah, superb interview. Um, really interesting to listen to Matt talking about his writing, how he sets about writing. And it's going to lead us very nicely out of the uh, response padlet, folks, because we're coming up to activity one, which is going to build on the work that Matt was doing there. But just before we do that, uh, um, you know, we were talking about the imagination of trees mm. and writing is a very strange thing because as I was sitting there, you know what I've been doing, don't you? I, do. I started to jot down some thoughts about trees mm. and this is not perfect. This I've just had a go like all of the work that we do. We, you're just having a bit of a go. And Julia Green, I remember her, she said, um, writing is rewriting. Well, that's the whole business of going back, reading it through, tweaking it, polishing it, getting sound as good as it can. So I've just started off and I'll read it to you because I've literally just written it. I, um, the imagination of trees, they lean with the wind as if dancing with an invisible partner, stretching back their hair flowing. In winter, they wait, thin limbs scratching the sky. I love the bark, the way it peels back like a silvered onion skin on a willow or rough and ridged on an oak. Have you ever put your ear to a tree's trunk and listened to its joints creak as it shifts in the wind? Owls wait in the upper branches looking for a sign of life and crows gather their bundles of sticks. They love to sway high in hedges where sparrows gossip. Their grim limbs grip the earth like ancient knuckles or crooked talons that grip and dig deep. In autumn, they weep leaves. In spring, buds blossom like a thousand badges of confetti. When weary, we'll sit underneath and gaze up through the canopy, watch the sunlight dither between leaves and branches that wave and weave shadows. Like old souls, trees gather in forest to form an, an alliance of shadows. And the smell of pine and damp leaf mould and the bronze of bracken. Happy to create a coalition of green, they line a river's bank seeking water. Often clumped together on the brow of a hill, forming a silent ring, a knot of wood. And some stand alone, left in the field like a one-legged giant waiting. Their mighty fists thrust the sky, casting a vast canopy. And that's as far as I've got. Good gracious, that's superb. 
that that is that is a huge inspiration. So so children, you're listening this morning. You know, Pi has taken that idea that we've played during our game this morning. He's taken it. He's turned it beautifully into the most wonderful piece of writing just through the the, the you know duration of the show this morning. Pi, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Well, yeah, that's pleasure. It, it is a very strange thing because sometimes when I write, it takes ages and ages and ages and children will know that you sit there and you can't really think of anything and it doesn't flow. And then it is like magic. Other times it just flows out. And that that came out very quickly, almost as if I'd be. Well, I have. You see, I love trees. So in a way, I've been thinking about trees for well over 60 years now. And you could say that the poem was already written and all it needed was the trigger, the moment to get it going. And it, the best writing comes again. Children will know this and teachers will know this. The best writing comes when you get your head down, you get you block out everything and you totally concentrate and you lose yourself in that piece of writing. And that's magically what happened then i'll work on it and i'll read it again on monday when i've uh, finished uh, finished it but we need to get on to the jock cast activity david can you explain how the children use the jock cast activity please absolutely yes this is a, another firm favorite uh, of, the, of the things we do on the show and we've been doing this for a, a number of weeks now and the children are getting better and better and better at it now this window you can see the orange window uh, the jock cast window there you can see is a live writing window which i can control here from my computer so everything that goes into the center window that you can see um, is controlled by me so I can approve them as they go through so I check everything that's written and submitted before it goes in and I can see some people already have been uh, trying to submit things uh, trying to uh, guess what we're going to ask them to write about Um, so Pi will give you some instructions and uh, there you'll see a couple of images there and there's a few images above these are images that I got uh, off Twitter actually Uh, Pi asked for images of classrooms and so I asked people if they had them so uh, these have been generously donated with permission to use which is lovely and thank you to those who submitted them um, and Pi will give you some instructions asking you to look at uh, creating some sentences so listen carefully to those the uh, box at the bottom you will see an a, a place where you can put your name what we'd like you to do is put your first name and your school name if possible so we can identify you if we're going to do a shout out for something you've written and also your team teachers can too and then you'll have a send button that you can click when you want to submit something now the thing we always try and get our young bloggers to do is to check before you submit it Um, just to double check number one the easy basic stuff is done like your capitals and your punctuation but then taking on board some of the advice that you'll see from pi regarding checking each word every word you know uh, deserves its place there that Pi says a lot there and one of the themes that we've seen people really focusing on that we've tried to um, do is get people to name things as well which Pi talks about so um, you can listen to instructions uh, be brave it's a time to show off and have a go at uh, proving some of these um, new things that you are learning so Pi over to you for some instructions please okay thanks very much it's a rather nice looking um, sitting room there I think I'm moving into that house very nice indeed. <laughs> I'm going there. Okay, folks. So you probably guess what we're going to do. We're going to. I'm going to ask you to look around wherever you are, whether it be at home or in school, and try and pick out some small details, some things that interest you, and then dress them up with some of the techniques that we've talked about. And I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a pair of scissors on my desk, um, and I could just write, "I can see a pair of scissors." But they're silver, these scissors, and it almost looks as if the legs are crisscross. So I've written silver legs crisscross. And then I thought, well, the blades are quite sharp. So I've written blades as sharp as broken glass. So I, I, I've got I can see silver legs crisscrossed blades as sharp as broken glass. I've also got a paintbrush, um, but they didn't wash properly. It's got a lot of, lot of blue paint, uh, paint in it. Uh, And it's quite bristly. So I've written bristles like an old man's beard clogged blue. And then I've got a cactus on the window uh, sill. So it's very green and fleshy. And there are little um, uh, bits jutting out. Um, They're thorns. And they look like tiny, tiny boat sails. So I've written thorns jut out like tiny sails 
from fleshy green. So what you've got to do is pick out some potentially everyday things. For instance, you might choose a book or and say, and then you've got to dress it up. And you do that by using your imagery, um, your similes like an as, um, uh, metaphors. Um, so observe carefully. Think of what else does it look like to bring it alive and choose your words with care. So you could say um, white pages of a book flicker like swan's wings. Right. That's one thing. So it could be just phrases. It could be a bit of a sentence. Uh, so look around and choose an everyday thing and then bring it alive. Make it special by using the writing techniques that we've learned. And already we are off. It's like releasing sort of horses on a race. Thomas coming in with, I can see a tilted glass cube on a gleaming black podium. Love the rich use of language, Thomas. Sachin, the plane turbine spins from the ceiling, speeding violently. You got, I love that sound of ceiling, speeding. Nice one. Uh, Kai, the clip snagging on the string like a crocodile. Lovely observation. And remember, you can respond to each other. And um, adults, please join in and respond to the children's because I can't manage it all. Oliver, a window stained with minuscule droplets of rain. You've got a lovely echo there, Oliver, of stain and rain. Uh, Emily, I can see the white cotton wool clouds scattered along the sky like writing over a blank page. Lovely simile. Um, I've, Emily, I'll be strict with you. I've heard that cotton wool one before. I wonder if you can come up with something new. Have a think about that. Uh, lovely idea, though. I love the writing on a blank page. Neve, I can see a folder concealing my stationery like bulletproof glass. I love the concealing idea. Tilly, can see a miniature card that could be a home for a mouse. Nice idea, Tilly. Kit, I can see hand wash as slimy as a newborn slug. I know what you mean, Kit. Spot on. And we're really rocking here. It's uh, Kira. I can see the pencil marks on the table like lion scratches. We're like scabs. Yes. Mrs. Sawyer peeling paint like a scab on a bruised knee. Ah, excellent. Great minds. Think alike. Ida, I can see a bird-filled painting of the blue magical sea. Keep going, Ida. Sachin, the velvet armchair sneaks across the room, alerting the trash can. Ooh, I love the way you brought the scene alive. James, glass clear as a diamond. Go for it, James. Let's get some more. Sophia, I can see paint peeling like legs crossing over. Um, George, well done, Sophia. Uh, Sophia, rather, George, I can see bent wood and dyed leather. That's interesting. Um, look at the spelling of that word dyed. You've written it as if it is dead leather, which could be dyed. If it's dyed, could be D-Y-E-D with dye. So it works both ways. Mrs. Sawyer, uh, uh, praising need there. Tilly, I can see the glittering sunlight pouring from the sky. Nice one, Tilly. Um, Alice, books clog the shelves waiting for a reader. They are like the bricks of a skyscraper. I like that one. I like the clog idea. I can see solid gold earrings sitting on the table waiting. It's the waiting I like there, Abigail. Oh, and so does Mr. Mitchell. Rain dancing down on the floor. Splish, splash. OK, Thomas, you're underway. Let's get another one done. Oliver, my poster of kindness and hopeful of colour, perfectly placed above my desk. Can you hear that rhythm, Oliver? Perfectly placed. Well done. Uh, flowers bloom on china plate. CJ flowers bloom oliver can you name the flowers is it sunflowers or roses name them it'll bring it alive but a lovely observation oliver uh pen pen mallory's junior school uh, i can see an orange pencil angled like a flamethrower wow powerful one um Roud, jersey i can see a pattern on my wall like an elephant in real life of a magical bird with it um yeah i like the idea of taking a pattern on the wall and pretending or thinking about what does that pattern look like? Ivy, like smoke curling around a chimney. Mrs. VB from Australia. Mrs. Headley. Um, Mr. Headley, sorry. A messy teacher's chaotic panic spreading across his table. I'm, oh, I know that. George, a beam of sunlight appears on the marble floor. You see, it doesn't have to be fancy, but it brings it alive. Well done, George. Bethany, the plant perches on a glass table like a bird teetering on a branch. Beautifully done and not overwritten. Well done, Bethany. Rosie, I can see a shining purple crystal that looks like 
it has a strapped slither of moonlight on it. I love the idea of strapped slither. Never heard that before, Rosie. Excellent. Jasmine, a grumpy neighbor mowing the grass. <laughs> Keep going. It's the grumpy, you see, that does it. It's wonderful. Douglas, an old dictionary as dusty as dusty my old bike, which I haven't ridden for years. I think we need as dusty as Douglas, but I'm loving the idea and well observed. Guest. Remember, guest, you can need to put your name in. I can see a toy owl staring at me with beady eyes. Sounds slightly creepy, doesn't it? Ida, I can see the freshness of a steamy coffee. Oh, yes, I need one. Oscar, a crystal like a polished chand chand chandelier. You've had a cracking go at that, Oscar. Well done. Uh, one to look up later on, but I'm loving, loving the idea of the polished chandelier. Uh, and I don't know how to spell it either. Mr. Simpson. Four bottles of paint standing to attention like soldiers, ready to do their duty on the page in art lessons this afternoon. Cracking stuff. I really miss doing art. I used to love that when I was a teacher. Mrs. James coming back at Kirat there. Thank you. And Mrs. Uh, D from Bishpen Drive. Hello there. Um, Melody, the open book calling out to me. Read me, read me. Oh, yes. Utkasha, an old Santa Claus stood in the sorrow corner. We're so dusty it will make you sneeze 50 times. The sorrow corner. That's so an interesting idea. Lucas, I can see a fluffy coloured mat with lines in between. I'm beginning to get tired now. I'm absolutely exhausted. David, it is absolutely gone wild, hasn't it? It has indeed, yes. I've uh, I've still got probably uh, 60 70% worth to, to crack on and to approve, which I'll, I'll keep doing through the rest of the show. Um, so do keep them coming. Um, it's been some lovely, some lovely writing there, Pi, hasn't there? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it is very, very hard, actually, to write something like a story because there's a lot to think about. But when you focus right down and say, let's just write something about a tiny thing. You've got Jamie here. A pencil sits lonely, thin and wispy like a dandelion seed. When you're just focusing down on one thing, um, it means all your effort, concentration, intelligence, all of the, that 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 perception can go into creating a small but very beautiful thing. You see, Megan's written book book as shiny as a polished glass window, and I just love that. I think that's a very special little piece of writing. Well done. There's a lot of great stuff going on here, and great to see adults, um, Mr. Simpson, Mrs. Smith, uh, Mrs. Shirtliff coming back at the children, Mrs. Kilgore. Excellent stuff. Um, Luke from John Moore, uh, Mrs. Kilgore commenting on that. It could be John Moore Primary School down the road from me here. Gabby, I can see an innocent, shy piece of tinsel that was viciously pulled down like a giant pulling a rope. And people just getting going with their imagination. Shreesha, I can see green grass swaying like human's hair. Jenny, I can see paint splattered on the wall like blood dripping from a cut. Whoa, scary stuff. Charlie from John Moore. I can see the fresh oak door looming in the classroom. It's, it's that nice little bit of observation. Um, uh, and there are so many of them, I just can't keep up. Um, okay, so um, Rosie, don't apologize. Sorry, I wrote strapped instead of trapped. It happens to us all the time. We're getting near the end of the show, Ian. I think mm. we probably need to come out of that. And um, or have we got time for a little bit of music? We haven't had music uh, uh, for a while. Well, I, I figured that people might have just, you know, appreciate two minutes and 19 seconds of the Avengers just oh, to. Yes. Why not? Yeah. Let, let's get into that and give you a bit of thinking time and give yourself just a little bit of recovery time. Pie, that was superb. This is radioblogging.net broadcasting live across the planet. Yes, it is, and a very good morning to you. It is 27 minutes exactly past 10 o'clock on Friday, the 5th of June. That was an incredibly busy and productive Jotcast pie, wasn't it? That's absolutely fantastic. And I, and I, I, I think in school we spend a lot of time thinking about whole text. You've got to write a whole story mm. or a whole piece of non-fiction. But... There is, I often think of it rather like marathon runners. You know, that is the marathon when you're going for the big thing. But marathon, people who run marathons, they often do short burst training. They don't train by endlessly run running marathons. They go in the gym and do short burst training. That's what we're doing. We're training ourselves up as, as writers. 
um, by getting good at writing sentences. You know, you can't write paragraphs unless you can crack off a really good sentence. Mm. So we're constantly training ourselves up until these things become automatic. And then you can just um, uh, do them um, easily, fluently uh, within longer pieces of writing. I'd like to thank the adults who are chipping in here on the Jotcast mm. um, because it really is overwhelming for me. I try and come back and read out as many bits as I can, but it's so hard to do. So thank you, team, uh, for doing that. And thank you to the children who are responding to each other uh, uh, as well. This all leads us very nicely to activity two. So if you come out of the Jotcast, folks, Activity two says secret detail poem. This is where we have been leading. So click on that. And with any luck, something will happen. There it is. It refreshes the page. And this is my uh, model. Now, of course, when you do yours, you don't have to do it exactly uh, in the same way as I have done it. You may choose your own way. I've started by saying these things I have noticed and then all I've done is I've chosen out what well, I've got my scissors, my bristly paintbrush, my cactus. I've got some watercolor pencils. I've got books. And then I looked outside and I've got a crow on a telephone wire. I mean, inside I've got I've mentioned the poem that I uh, was writing. So all you have to do is do exactly what Matt did on the walk to the doctors. He noticed four or five uh, different things as he was um, going along. And um, and then brought them to life uh, with sort of poetic little sentences, I suppose. So I'll read you my one. And as I say, you don't have to start like mine with these things I have noticed. You could say on my desk is or you could go straight in and just list it. It's up to you. But I think a little lead in probably helps. Um, OK, these things I have noticed. Silver legs crisscross, blades as sharp as broken glass. Bristles like an old man's beard, clog paint blue. Thorns jut out like tiny sails of green flesh. Watercolour pencils line up in a straight rainbow. Books wait patiently, pages as silent as prayers, ready to sing. Outside, a crow perches on the telephone wire, preening his feathers. Inside, a poem places silent footprints across the page of snow. So there you are. You will be seeing different things. And already lots of you have got great ideas that you could then take out of the jock cast and use to create your poem. Um, get your title in there. I'd work on it on, the, on my notebook, first of all. And then when it was really as, as, um, uh, as effective as it could be, try reading it aloud always. Does it flow nicely? Then post it up, get your name, the school, um, agree to the privacy policy and submit. Now, if when you submit, I think it would be really good if you went to listeners posts and everybody gave a response to somebody else's blog. I think that's an important part of it. Uh, now, we do want to have some to read on Monday. So here's a bit of homework for us over the weekend. Uh, David, can you talk us through the recording bit right at the very bottom please yes i can indeed it's uh one of again another we're full of favorites that way i keep saying it. it's another favorite part of the show but we do love to come back during the day i tend to come back about five o'clock ish and then later on in the evening just to see if anyone has left a recording of their writing because we start the show with audio radio is all about audio and voice and through the teaching and these engaging activities that are done and the resources we use, we can then come back to performing and putting on to the radio again on Monday. So you will notice once you've submitted your blog post, underneath that form, you can see a player. And those are instructions. It's only 40 seconds long or so. So you can listen to the instructions on how to create your audio post-it note. It's exactly the same as creating a normal Padlet post-it note, but we just select the voice option or the video option. Entirely up to you, but if you are using the video, cover over your camera uh, with your thumb or whatever it might be, because uh, we can't pu publish something that we'll, we'll show you um, on, on the Padlet. So just look out for that. And um, you just follow those instructions, practice, uh, have a go in front of the mirror. Uh, so you, you just practice so you know what's coming next and give it a go. You can stop, start, 
um, you can send it in or you can uh, delete it and start again entirely up to you um, but we love that process now it's worth just one other thing to say about uh, I've noticed a lot of comments coming in uh, and this is a good next step here that I'm seeing happening that children are asking other people for comments on their blog posts Number one, that tells us that children love getting comments, and we know that from the work we do in schools. We, children love to get comments on their blog posts. But here's a little tip in how to make sure you can get uh, comments on your blog posts. It needs you to have two tabs open on your browser, whether you're on a device, a phone, or a tablet, or a, a, a uh, laptop you have two tabs open so you can you are if you're leaving a comment for somebody saying wow i really like this well done um and what you'd want to say next is why don't you come and read my blog post about my story or my poem and you can send a link you can have a link there so on your other tab if you go and find one of your blog posts and load it up onto your screen, you will see the address in the address bar at the top. You can copy that and paste it in your other tab so that you leave a link as well. So you make it really obvious, promoting your own blog posts, asking for a comment, and that person will probably click on the link, go to yours, and leave you a comment. So I would like to see a few people trying that, if possible. Um, number one, it will give you uh, more and more comments. Number two, it's a really good skill to use. So that that's what we would like you to have a go at, Pi. And um, it's it, you know it's one of the things we do love coming back later on in the day. And I'll certainly be back about five o'clock, and then around eight nine o'clock tonight to have a look to see if anyone has had a go. Yeah, fantastic stuff. And I like that idea of commenting, but leaving a link so somebody can go back and reciprocate and say, "Oh, thanks for commenting on mine," and then have a look at, at some at uh, at somebody uh, you know at the person who commented on it. Great idea, David. Thanks for that. Because it's a poem, remember you could put a little chorusy bit in. Um, uh, it doesn't have to rhyme, but it might need rhythm. Remember, you can click, you can stamp, but not too loudly. You can clap, put a little bit of rhythmic background to it. So there are possibilities, but. Uh, clearly, so we can hear every single word. I think we're going to get some great writing out of this. I'm really looking forward at the weekend to coming back and seeing uh, we need one or two people posting. Be brave, perform it, post it, and when we can kick off on Monday uh, with some uh, great little poems that you've written. And on Monday, we have Beverly Naidu, um, teachers, um, people at home. A lot of you will know uh, Journey to Joburg, very powerful book that Beverly wrote about um, life in South Africa. She's not reading from that book. She's reading from one of the, her other books. It's a punchy, powerful reading and a great, a, a great interview and very relevant at these times. Really looking forward to uh, to that. Uh, Ian, um, we've mm. done well. Ten thirty-five. Yes. Well, one other thing I think I might mention is next week, Ian. We have talked about having an evening show, mm. uh, just half an hour or forty-five minutes. For any parents who are interested in um, talking about how to use the show, uh, as well as um, something for um, uh, for teachers as well, so we can get together as a, as a group of uh, a group of adults. Uh, we've talked about that. We I think have more on Monday about that, won't we? Yeah, I think I think we'll give uh, a little bit more information for that on Monday. But definitely something we're going to be doing for for parents and for for teachers, what we call professional development um, or just sort of support really for using radio blogging because there is so much. I mean, one of the words that Pi uses uh, regularly is it's very rich. And it is. It is very, very rich indeed. Coming at it from both a parent and also a teacher and also a head teacher. Actually, there is so much you can use within this um, this site and, and within this radio show. Um, do come along and, and uh, spend a bit of time with us uh, of an evening next week. We'll let you know on Monday when that's going to be. But it should be yeah. really, really good. And, and people can feed back to us as well, can't they, Pi? Yes, absolutely. Uh, that's an important part of it. As we move forwards over the rest of the term and into uh, obviously next uh, next to all thinking of next term we need to be working with you to think about um what would work well yeah um as schools uh, begin to get back to uh, uh something vaguely resembling uh, normality so that would be really helpful hopefully both ways around looking forward to working with you all uh fantastic show matt has just put up um uh, wonderful observation observations thanks so much for letting me be part of your fantastic show thank you to matt goodfellow everybody have a great weekend over to you ian to wrap us up 
Oh, thank you so much, Pi. Thank you so much also to Deputy Mitchell and, of course, also to Matt as well for taking part in the show. Just before uh, I close the show, just a, a couple of shout-outs for us. Uh, Harry from Micklesfield's birthday, as well as Tom, uh, and that is in Rygate in Surrey, that school there. Um, uh, please can you give my dad, Taff, a birthday shout-out. 54 today. Thank you from Oliver at Pensby Primary School. And also, can you say hello and happy writing to all at Penwood Primary School in Slough? That is from Tracy O'Shea and Hello Radio Blogging Team. Um, we would like a shout out for Class 2 at Old Way Primary School in Devon. Love Devon. We are loving listening to Pi and interact with the activities. Keep up the great work. Thanks from Mr. Cox. Thank you very much. Also, we've got a birthday shout out uh, for May and Alice, it, who will be celebrating their eighth birthday on Sunday. Have a super day uh, from all your friends at Westwood with Eifert School. And also, uh, Lorraine has been in touch. Thank you, Lorraine. Great advice from Matt Goodfellow today. It certainly was. Uh, telling children they are free to write about what interests them in an ideas book rather than trying to write for others. Sounds obvious, but isn't always explained in that way. Loved his poems. Yeah, I did too. It's brilliant. Uh, mixture of emotion and humour. Wonderful. Which is what we love. Huge thanks to Pi Corbett. Huge thanks to Deputy Mitchell and to Matt Goodfellow. And of course to you, the listeners, for joining us this morning. You've been listening to Radioblogging.net. And at exactly 21 minutes to 11, have the most brilliant weekend. Uh, we're not on this afternoon at 2.15, but we will be back with All Request Sunday. So if you'd like some tunes played on Sunday at 3pm, do please get in touch. Until then, we'll be back on Monday with another fabulous show. Have a great weekend. Please take care and stay safe. Bye for now. Yo, yo, what up? This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pie Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9:30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. Oh, yeah.